You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Today we have for broadcast, for podcasting purposes, uh, the sermon from this last Sunday. I do want you to know that there is a bit of an echo in the beginning portion of this sermon. Uh, It will go away in time if you will just hang in there. Today's topic, On the Other Side. Facing challenges, how can we do that? On the Other Side, today on Words of Encouragement. Where are you, where are you, when it comes to relying on the Lord for victory? Where are you? I know a lot of people are out there, in our, even in our own community, uh, friends of mine even, and they, boy, their, their focus, wow, it's not on God. It's, it's, it's on so many other things that uh, I don't even have time to explain. It's just unbelievable. Uh, what, what we're going, going through and what we're living through uh, in these days. It is the first Sunday in August, and as I said, that is the state of the church address. Wow, what a year we have had as a church. Goodness, things are certainly different than in, in past years. Uh, this past year, though, we've shed tears as we've lost many precious brothers and sisters in Christ. From our church family here, uh, we have ministered to local teachers, staff, and faculty at Franklin Parish High School, which we will do again this year. Uh, and so you will be seeing some more about that in, in a few uh, a few days, few Sundays. Uh, you'll see some more about that. We held upward soccer for about a hundred kids, uh, children. We taught them about Jesus, about what He did for them. Uh, and our first sign that things were changing was the Catfish Festival got canceled and we couldn't minister there. We couldn't share uh, Bible tracts with everybody who came by. And I thought, oh, wow. Now this is When that was canceled, I thought, oh, my, I don't know about this. And I spoke with the mayor about it beforehand. He told me he was going to have to cancel it. And I said, oh, wow, I do not envy you. <laughs> do not envy you at all. Uh, but that was our first sign that things were definitely changing. Events began to be canceled. Uh, and from that point on, wow, nothing has been the same. Methods for ministry uh, had to be changed. Uh, and all this, and through all of this, we found some laughter as well. We've been able to laugh. And boy, I tell you what, laughter is so important for us. Humor is, is a necessity during times like these. We need to be able to laugh. Because if your face, if your, if your face just gets locked in this, that's depressing. You can feel depressed. Other people will look at you and go, oh, I'm not talking to them because they're, they're not in a position to talk at all. You and I, we need to laugh. We need to have some moments where we can laugh at some things and realize who's really in charge of everything. No, it's not a conspiracy out there. It's not some group of people out there. Who's in charge? God is in charge. God is in charge, and we must remember that. As we remember this past year in our church, we know that we cannot live in that last year because... Obviously, Obviously, you're you're living living right here, right now. 
And this is where we have to live. We have to live in what is now. And we live in what uh, we live for tomorrow as well. But what does the future hold for our church family? Today I want to encourage you that there is victory on the other side. There is victory on the other side. And I want to ask you to stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God. We have someone special who's going to read the scripture for us this morning. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he swung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. That was Julie Rawls reading for us this morning, uh, able to have her by way of video there. Uh, I thought she put her face on the video, but she even got creative, so she put stones uh, around uh, because we're looking at the story of David today. Uh, but I thank Julie for her time in sharing the Word of God with us. May God's Word be alive in our hearts today. You may be seated. The first thing we see, we're looking at this entire chapter. No, I'm not going to read word for word, so you're okay. Because uh, there's, well, I mean, there's only, what? There's, I mean, really, there's only 58 verses. I mean, it's not that long. But, uh, but we, will, we will look through these verses together this morning. I, wanna, I want you to see here that the Israelites are faced with a challenge, okay? Now, remember, when I say Israelites, I want you to think... This, this is, is me. Me. <laughs> me. I'm, I'm an Israelite. Israelite. Okay? okay? So, so this morning, the Israelites are faced with a challenge. Okay? In this first part, the first part of this chapter, we have the Israelites challenged by this Philistine giant. Now, he is huge. The head of his spear weighs 15 pounds. Now, that's just the head of his spear. 15 pounds right there. You're thinking, well, that's not real heavy. Yeah, well, you maneuver that on the end of the spear and see how that works for you. Uh, I mean, I put myself in there, and I, I can't. So maybe you could. But the head of his spear weighed 15 pounds. His armor weighed 125 pounds. His armor weighed 125 pounds. The guy is huge. He picks a fight with the Israelites. He asks them to send down a man who can fight him. In verse 9 of chapter 17, we see these words. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. Now, this is, this is, a, this is a Goliath here telling the Israelites, look. I win, y'all are mine. If y'all win, we are yours. All right? Not, not a real good challenge. You really don't want to put yourself out there like that um, unless you're Goliath. And if you're Goliath, then you think, well, my goodness, I'm a giant. I can conquer the world. So, huh, this is nothing. I know I can beat this. I know I can win against these people. Uh, today, I must say that Goliath is what we would call to be a bully. Goliath is a bully. I mean, hey, what's going on here? 
Now, why, you know, but he's going he's gonna to end this war. He's decided, well, look, send one of your best people out here. We'll fight. We'll just see who gets, you know, who gets to be slaves today. We'll just see how that works today. So the entire war has escalated to a point where future people's lives are being placed in jeopardy. It doesn't look good. Some group of people is going, they're going to be slaves to another group of people. It's not going to work out well for some group of people here. It's not looking very good at all. Uh, They could spend the rest of their lives as slaves to the Philistines. So let's get this in perspective. The people of God, they're faced with a challenge. Okay, they're faced with a challenge. You and I are faced with challenges every single day. We are facing different challenges in this day, but they are challenges like we face every day. And well, now, preacher, now, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, it seems more widespread. It is different, but it's still a challenge. And we are always faced with challenges. So far, this is what our, our life is like. It's just filled with challenges. Not all of them potentially end with people's lives being in jeopardy. I mean, that's, that's just the truth. Not, not all of them potentially end with people's lives in jeopardy. But life is about challenges. Life is about challenges. You remember when you were in first grade and you were trying to learn uh, to, to connect the dots and stuff? Maybe that was kindergarten for some of you. Maybe, I don't know. But you were, you were coloring maybe a picture and you were trying to stay in the lines. And it was just difficult. It's a challenge. From that point on, we've had challenges. I mean, you and I, we've always had some challenges that we face in life. And there's nothing odd about that. Look at verse 11. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, oh my, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. So here... (laughs) Here is Saul, all of Israel, and they hear what he says, and they're dismayed and greatly afraid. This is how they reacted to this. Now, sometimes you and I, we, when we're faced with a challenge, we, we, we are dismayed and afraid at first. And I want you to know that that is okay to admit that at first I was afraid. But then eventually... In the lives of believers, either someone, either one believer or some will realize, wait a minute, this battle belongs to the Lord, it's not mine, I'm not going to be afraid. Somebody will speak up, someone gets in touch with God and realizes what's happening. To be dismayed means to feel distress, to feel distress dismayed is a feeling what do we do with feelings do we depend on them totally do we depend on those totally what do we what do we do with a feeling we can ignore the feeling or we can act on the feeling when acted on a state of dismay turns into fear i'm distressed I feel distressed. I'm feeling fearful now. I'm going to act on that feeling and I feel afraid now. We have feelings, but we cannot trust those feelings. I'm willing to admit that there are times when I wonder if God's going to do something about all of this. 
Oh, Brother Craig, you're a preacher. Oh, why would you? Oh, I can't believe you admitted that you sometimes feel like God's not going to handle it. And then I think again, and I remember who he is, and I remember how powerful he is, and I then collect myself together and say, you know what? God is going to handle this. He is going to handle this. And I do not need to be afraid. I do not need to act out on my feelings of fear. I can be thoughtful. I can be courteous, I can be cautious, I can be helpful and thoughtful of others, but I don't have to sit and live in fear because my God is bigger than what I am facing. And this is what's so important for us to see here. Our feelings cannot be trusted. The king, the Israelites, they chose to be afraid. They were afraid and they chose to stay there. And they didn't really know what to do. They did not know what to do. They did not all choose to be afraid, though. There was one in the kingdom who chose other than fear, who decided, wait a minute, it does look scary. Wow, he sure is a big guy. This doesn't look good. But David was a man after God's own heart. What does that mean? David stayed in touch with his heavenly father. David was walking with God. That's what David was doing, and that's how David had faith. That's how David was able to stand strong. When faced with the reality that our church needed to continue to support our missionaries in April, and, uh, oh boy, I'm like math with my months. All right, January, February, April, May, (laughs) June, and now July... You look at those months, and do you realize that you, as a believer in this church, could have decided, I'm not going to give any money to the Lord. I'm not going to continue to make sure missionaries are on the field. I'm going to save my money because I think there is a big bad thing coming, and I'm not going to be able to buy food, and it's going to be bad. And I want to applaud you and thank you for being the people of God during all of this and continuing to see what is truly important that the word of God gets out there in our world and people hear about Jesus. I want to applaud you for that. There are, there, in fact, do you realize, I don't know if it's culturally around our parish, but when I talked with uh, Eddie Rimes, he said, do you realize that our state convention sent us money? that we could give to some churches who were hurting in our association? I thought, my goodness, where? I, wow, that sure was nice of them. Eddie said, but I called every pastor, and no church in our association needs help financially. Isn't that incredible? Like I said, I don't know if it's, if it's the culture here. I don't know if people just understand. I, don't, I know you do. I don't know if, I guess others do too, that the Word of God is more important than everything else. And that if we continue to give, we know that that money is going to spread the gospel. And we know it. And we know that that's happening. And we do it. I just, that, 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 I applaud you and I'm thankful that you stood up. You did not fear for your own uh, table. 
You did not, you did not look and say, oh, what if I, t- oh, nah, if I give money to the church, I may not, what if, oh, no, what if I go to the store and there's no food there, then what? You know that you can call the church and say, hey, Brother Craig, I'm hungry, and I'll say, well, what can we do to help? <laughs> and some of you have gardens, and I'd come and raid them <laughs> and give to those who need. <laughs> you would freely give. I know you would because that's who you are, and I just love that about you. You did not fear. You did not feel you had to hold on to everything. You chose other than fear, and you continued to give. There are other challenges that our church faces in the future. There are other challenges that we're that we are facing. Uh, I, and and what are we going to do with that? What are we going to do when our church faces a challenge? You've already proven yourself once in the area of giving financially. You have continued to give. What about other issues? What about other things that come our way? What about other challenges that come our way? We've got to make choices, don't we? We really have to step up and do something. Well, the second thing I see is David is faced with a challenge. The people were faced with a challenge. The people panicked. The people chose to be afraid. I mean, they're looking at this big giant. I mean, you know, you can't, I don't want to get down on the Israelites too much because it is a true threat out there, that big giant, Goliath. And it's kind of scary looking. And here he is. He's, and they don't want to be slaves. They don't want to be slaves. And so they're just kind of like, ah, we don't know what to do. I don't want to get down on them too much. Because in the family, if you will, of God, in the God's people, in the area of God's people, the collection of God's people, there is David. And David is also faced with this challenge. He understands that he is faced as a fellow as a fellow member of the chosen people of God. He is also faced with this, just like they are. So this young shepherd boy, he has been sent to feed his brothers who are in the war with the Philistines. He is told to get a report back to his father. You go and you feed the, your brothers, David. You find out how it's going and then you come back and tell me what's going on. I want to know. You know, Daddy wants to know. And so David has gone out there to feed his brothers, to report back. And so he's made it to them with the food. Look at verse 23. As he was talking with them, now look, it says he, uh, baggage keeper, uh, in verse 22, says David left uh, his baggage in the care of the baggage keeper, ran into the battle line, uh, entered in to greet his brothers, all right, in order to greet his brothers. As he's talking with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine from Gath named Goliath, was coming up from the army of the Philistines, and he spoke these same words, and David heard them. So David hears them. You know, all the people heard them first. David's just, he's, he's at the house, uh, and, he, and Daddy sends him, go feed your brothers. David shows up, and here comes Goliath to say it one more time. I'm going to threaten him. I'm going to give him an opportunity to send somebody good out to fight me. Anybody out there? And David hears these words. He hears this challenge. This challenge has not just been given to a select group of Israelites, the ones who are fighting. It is given to all of Israel. David hears, he understands the importance of this challenge. He then sees all the men of Israel flee from Goliath. Verse 24, when all the men of Israel saw the man, they fled from him and were greatly afraid. Well, David has a question. Now, you may say, well, now, David's a young boy. Now, I know, I remember when I was a young boy, and I remember how I thought I had everything together, and how I thought I knew everything, 
and I thought I could handle anything thrown at me. Now, I don't, I don't want to put that on David because we know from previous, uh, previous texts and scriptures that David is a man after God's own heart. So I don't think David is coming like, a, like just a young man who says, oh, who is this guy? I'll take him down. Come on, come on. I don't think David is coming at Goliath that way. He asks a question. He wants to know what will be done to the one who kills Goliath. Just asking, hey, what's going to be done? What, what, is he, what does the person get if he kills Goliath? Uh, you know, I, I just, just asked a question here. What, what, you know, what, what, what's, what's going to happen? Um, he then makes a very clear statement in verse 26. Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him, saying, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God? Whoa! Talk about taking something to another level. (laughs) Actually, David's not taking it to another level. He's pointing out what level they're at. This is what's happening this is what's going on, my, my brothers and my sisters here in Israel. This is what's going on. This giant has dared to come up against God's army. This guy, he's not going to be around much longer. Goliath, no, he, 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 he's not going to be here much longer. And David sees what's happening. This is a threat against God. So who does this unbeliever think he is? To taunt, to tease, to make fun of, to, to taunt the armies of the living God. Well, the people tell him, this is what's going to happen. Uh, the one who kills Goliath, he will be enriched. He will have the king's daughter in marriage. He will have his father's house free from taxes. Oh, oh <laughs> free from taxes. I mean, look, some of you are like, hey, boy, boy, that would be cool. I'll try to fight the giant. Let me do it. Let me do it. Boy, that'd be great, wouldn't it? No, no taxes, free from taxes. Upon hearing this, now, this, these are the, the brothers of David, okay? They hear what David has asked. Upon hearing this, David's older brother chastises him for coming. He says, David, you just wanted to see the fighting. You just wanted to see what was going on. You, you need to go home. You just wanted to see what was happening here with your own eyes. You just wanted to look and see people die. I I bet you that's what you came for. That's real sick, David. One of the questions the brother asks is, who's minding the sheep you left? I love that. Who's taking care of the sheep, David? You're the sheep. You're the one. You're the shepherd. You're supposed to be taking care of the sheep. What are you doing? You're watching all this. You're even asking questions. Don't. You need to go home, David. What are you doing, David? And David says, basically David says, I was just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. Now, now what what brother hasn't heard that from a sibling? (laughs) I was just asking a question. What sister hasn't heard that? I was just asking a question. That's all I was doing, just asking a question. Was it not just a question? That's all I was doing. You may be the one who's concerned. You may be the one who's experiencing fear about the, the future of our church and the challenges we're facing. Listen, if you are afraid, it is okay. 
It is okay because sometimes when faced with the unknown, our initial response is fear. I mean, that's a normal thing for us to have. Eventually, though, if we lean on the Lord, he can take that fear away. He can take it away. Here's David. He's leaning on the Lord. He's more concerned about the the, he's more concerned about the future of God's people than he is for his own life. Look at that. He's more, he's more concerned about the people and their future than he is his own life here. But he's trusting in the Lord as well. He's doing, he is living his life under the leadership, the guidance of God. So David chooses to do something about what has been presented to him. What about you? What are you doing to help our church to be healthy and growing? What, do you, what, what have you chosen to do to help the church to grow and to be healthy, to be vibrant and necessary in this community? Do you sit in fear and talk about it or are you doing something? We can talk about it till we're blue in the face. That's the thing. We've talked it. <laughs> we can talk about it. But until we actually do something, nothing happens. I don't know if you've ever realized that. I can talk about washing the dishes. And then at the end of the day, when they're still in the sink, all I've done is talk. I've not actually done anything. I have to do something. If I'm going to talk about it, I've got to do something about it. Have you chosen to fight the challenges that, that our church faces? Have you, have you decided, look, I will. I'll step up. Whatever happens, whatever needs to happen, I, I will be one who stands up. The next thing we see is that David meets the challenge head on. So in this encounter with his brother, he, he you know, it, it share and his encounter with King Saul, uh, uh, King Saul, he hears about this. You know, he hears about this one who is stepping up, talking bad about Goliath, and he's like, "Oh, who is this guy? Maybe we can use him." So he sends for David, and David said, "Let no man's heart fail on account of him." Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. The king downplays David's ability to fight Goliath. I mean, he looks at David and says, Ha, 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 ha. Ooh, boy. He's brave, but yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. David says, look, I, I have fought. He, he pulls out his resume and says, look, I have fought lions I have fought bears who come up against the sheep. I have done this. I can handle this. I know what I'm doing. David says, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. Again, he says, taunting the armies of the living God. David points out what's happening. He wants the king, he wants the people to understand what's happening here. This is not just, oh my goodness, y'all are going to be y'all are going to be enslaved if we lose. Look, this person, this Goliath, these Philistines have come up against the army of the living God, and David says that ain't going to work. That is not going to turn out well. King Saul says to him in verse thirty-seven, "Go and may the Lord be with you." The king, living in fear, still wishes to protect David. And so he says, David, I got some armor for you. Wait, come over here. Let's, let's put this on. And I don't know if you were like me, but there was a, there was a neat little description, a, a little picture in the Sunday school book when I learned this lesson of David with all this armor on him. And you could barely see David. 
And I mean, there's little eyes were poking through, and it was like just above the, the breastplate. And I thought, boy, that's hilarious. <laughs> and David said, you know, I haven't tested this. I can't use this. This is not going to work for me. He takes it off. He takes a stick in his hand, and he chooses five smooth stones from the brook, and he puts them in his bag. He brought his bag. He brought a slingshot with him. Well, he's a shepherd. He's out, he's out in, in the field with his sheep all the time. He needs that slingshot. So David, just, just, okay, look. David's got his cell phone with him, okay? David, that, that slingshot with David, he's got, he's got his slingshot everywhere he goes. Wherever he goes. Oh, oh did I Uh-oh, I lost my slingshot. The world's falling apart, you know. He's going to have that slingshot with him because he's a shepherd. And that's what he has. And so he, this is not odd that he has it. But he certainly is prepared, isn't he? Interesting. He's always prepared. A good lesson for all of us to learn. Goliath looks at him and he makes fun of him. And, and Goliath decides, understand this, please understand this well. Goliath decides to be offended. It is a choice. It is a choice. Goliath says this, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks. Hmm. Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beast of the field. Am I a dog? I'm offended. You're going to send this little kid out here? I am offended at this. This is ridiculous. Listen to the God who enabled courage in David. Listen to verses 45 through 47. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. There it is again. Third time he uses that word. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you, and I will give you the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear, For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Now today, we would use the phrase, some of us would, talking smack. (laughs) I believe there's a new phrase that is used. I can't remember what it is right now. But, uh, you know, throwing all that stuff out there, talking trash. You know, hey, Goliath. No, 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 no. This is not what David is doing here. David is not being arrogant. David is not being cocky. This is a man who depended on the Lord to give him the victory. This is a man who is depending, trusting in Almighty God. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're seeing here in David. We're seeing a man who knows what he's doing, who knows he's supposed to be the one who faces this giant, who has the bravery Because God gave it to him. Who has the courage because God gave it to him. Who has the plan because God gave it to him. And he's ready to go. And this is how we're to face the challenges that come our way. In our daily lives. And in our church. We're to be trusting in God. 
walking with God, depending on Him daily. This, I can't say this enough. We, we, we cannot be fully aware of how He wants us to face the challenges before us unless we are walking with Him. And, I, and walking with Him does not mean you made it to church Sunday and, oh, well, I walk with the Lord. No, it means daily talking with the Lord. It means daily walking with Him. It means daily opening up His Word and saying, Dear God up in heaven, read to me. Talk to me. Please communicate with my heart. It means, it means dear Holy Spirit, make the Word come alive. Guide me. Help me to know what God wants. It means a seeking of the Lord. A seeking of the face of God. That's what it takes. Look, David is is very unlike... Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. David is very unlike the average church member. He's very unlike the average church member who makes it to church and, hey, I'm a Christian, I made it to church. Isn't that all I need to do? David has stepped forward. David has a relationship with God. David talks to God daily. Not just every now and then. Will you face your church's challenges ahead with the help of God? Will you? Will you? The last thing, and I promise I'll be brief here. David is victorious over the challenge. How is he victorious? The Bible tells us when Goliath came, he he arose, he came to draw near to meet David. What did David do? David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Whoa, man, that's courage. That's what happens when you have God in your heart and you're following along with him and you're doing what he's called you to do. He ran quickly to, the, to meet him. He did not hesitate. He did not flee. He did not wait for Goliath to give up and go away. With the boldness given to him by God, David runs to the challenge without fear. The Bible then tells us that with his sling and a stone, he hit Goliath in the forehead and Goliath falls to the ground. David then did as he said he would do. He took the sword and chopped off his head. The Philistines saw this and they took off running. And the men of Judah and Israel took off after them. Oh boy, y'all aren't getting away now. Israel was facing this giant of a challenge. And at first, and it looked like they may have stayed that way, they melted in the presence of Goliath. But one boy who was continually walking with God, one boy who saw this challenge could be handled and understood what was going on, he saw that something could be done. He saw there was another side to this challenge and that they, the people of God, could get to the other side. He was willing to do what it took. Our church, in reality, in reality, our church possibly could not even be here 10 years from now. That's the truth. It could be sooner. Some of you may not be here. I may be here, I may not. But if I am, I certainly want to see this as a church. I still want to see this as a place that is a lighthouse in this community where the people who are members of this church are out ministering in the community, who are praying for people, who are meeting needs, who are showing people who Jesus is by by the way they act or the way they talk, the way they react, the way they handle situations. Are you willing to stand up and serve? 
Are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to share the gospel with those who are lost? Are you willing to run and face the challenges that our church faces? Are you willing to help us to get to the other side? Because we are going to get there if we're still here. We can get there. But it calls on each one of us as members of this body of believers to stand up and to live out our faith in God. And yes, it's going to be hard. But do you know what? You can do it. You can do it. With the help of God who created the heavens and the earth. With the help of God who sent His Son to conquer Sin, death, hell, and the grave, we can do it. We can do it. We can be victorious. So what do you do when the church faces a challenge? You've already proven it once. You step up. You meet the challenge. You just do it. Because that's what it takes. Have you chosen to fight the the next challenges our church will face? Because we all are going to face challenges. And this church will face challenges. We will face things together as a body of believers. Will you face them with the help of God? Or will you, help, or, or will you face them and say, well, now I just figure I think we can do this this way. Will you face it with the help of God under His leadership? You know, we can be victorious. We can be victorious as a church if we face the challenges with the help and direction of God. But that's the only way we're going to handle it. That's the only way we're going to be victorious. Is if we do it allowing God to lead us. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement today. We do hope that this has been a word of encouragement for you. As you face the challenges in life. I tell you what, there are many at this point it seems. Uh, But do you know, just like we just discussed... You can make it, but you need to lean on the Lord. You need to allow God to guide you. You need to lean on Him. Give yourself over to Him. He will take care of you. If you are one of His children, He is your Heavenly Father, and He is responsible to take care of you. So allow Him to do that. Learn to lean on Him. He's there for you, and He loves you. (laughs) He's expressed it in, in, in the death of His Son in providing salvation for you. He has expressed that great love that He has for you. So there's no doubt in His love. The question is, will you lean on Him? Will you lean on His love? Will you allow Him to be in charge? Lean on Him today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. As always, you can find more out about us uh, by going to fbcwinsboro.com. That's fbcwinsboro.com. And also, just remember that you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana.